Welcome back to another Batman News Weekly. This is episode 219 in year five, and I am recording this without Clay, ladies and gentlemen, and recording this on Thanksgiving. And since Clay is not here, he told me what he's thankful for, and it's not having to do a podcast for you, the amazing viewers of Batman News Weekly. That's right. Clay just straight up moved out of his home state and was all like, I don't care anymore. I'm a big shot. <laughs> no, uh, Clay, uh, it is actually on my part is why Clay's not here. Usually when we uh, are going to miss a podcast or something, like we usually record early or record later. Uh, I kind of made this call uh, because we would have recorded on Wednesday, but one of the things that I'm thankful for, and if you follow me on any of my social medias, you know that I have been grinding to get a new channel out. And uh, I just had to, I've been like, every day, every day has been working on this new channel. I finally launched that channel on Wednesday, which was the day before I'm recording this podcast right now. And uh, I'm glad it's out. It's awesome. I'm, I'm glad I dropped like five, six videos technically on that channel. And uh, it's up for everybody to go see. It's uh, Juice from the Box version 2, uh, V2 if you want to search it up on YouTube. But since I was grinding and dropping that channel, I completely forgot to plan for the podcast. I completely forgot to plan early. You know, Clay was like, so we're going to record on Friday? And I was like, Why? Because I had completely forgot Thanksgiving was happening. Like, that's how busy I've been. I was like, oh, um, I can record on Thursday night. And we had plans to record on Thursday night, but then, you know, Clay got some plans. And so uh, it, I just didn't want to record on Friday. We already pushed the podcast back a day. That's how it's going to start being in the future. And I didn't want to, like, release a super late podcast uh, on Friday or even Saturday and just throw it off even more. I am a big person of consistency, so I was like, dude, uh, you know, this is on me, whatever. I will record a solo podcast. You do your thing. So that is why Clay's not here. Uh, he is enjoying some times with friends and family. Um, but if you want, I'm totally going to, because let's, let's be real. Let's be real. It's Clay's third missed podcast this year. I think that's a big no-no. He's on Santa's naughty list. If you guys want to go in the YouTube comments and be like, you know what, Clay, since you haven't been on podcast, we need content. You got to get us some content, Clay. Uh, I, I wouldn't be against you telling him that, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, Clay will more than likely be back next week, barring anything crazy happening, but yeah, so we got some things to, uh, to cover on this podcast, and it's so funny, uh, Clay, if you, if you do not follow the Discord, Clay always puts all the topics we're gonna talk about in the Discord, and it just so happened that he wrote a freaking Bible-thick, like, things that are happening this week, I didn't hear about any of this crap. I don't know where any of this came from. And, uh, yeah, I don't know half of this news. I don't know where he got his sources. Uh, so I'm just going to list off a lot of the things that Clay said here in the Discord. And I'm going to give my opinion about it. Because, again, I don't have a lot of um, a lot of the sources on where he got this. I think a lot of this is, like, rumors coming from maybe, like, Twitter accounts. Clay does follow a lot more Twitter accounts than I do when it comes to all this kind of stuff. So, yeah, I, I, I am lacking a lot of information here, but let's just run through a lot of these uh, rumors. So he, said, he has right here, unverified rumors. Lanterns, which is the Green Lantern show, uh, to be 10 episodes. 
Uh, this is kind of what we've heard. I think we've heard between eight to ten, so I would believe that. I can I can definitely assume that that's going to be the case. Uh, Patrick uh, Zellweger, Z- uh, Schwarzenegger. I don't know, like if that's how you say his name. I don't, I don't know if Arnold has a brother or not. Um, is being eyed for Hal Jordan. I cannot tell you right now off the top of my head who that is. I did see somebody that was in uh what show. There's somebody in a, oh, I think Gen V right now. There's somebody in Gen V. I don't know if this is the same guy. I have not seen Gen, Gen V. But there is a guy from Gen V that I've seen rumored as the possible Hal Jordan of the DCEU. Or D, whoop, whoop, my bad. DCU. Yeah, uh, these rumors, I believe, are coming from DCEU leaks. So I think that's why I just slip of the mind. Um but yeah, so I, I don't know if that's the same guy. Uh, I saw the photos, kind of looked like a Hal Jordan. I would be down if it's the same dude. But I am terrible with names, so uh, possible Hal Jordan being um, aimed there. Then we have Lanterns to Air After Legacy. So that would be Superman Legacy. And yeah, I mean, I could see that. We already know that there's going to be a Green Lantern in Superman. I mean, there's going to be a lot of heroes in Superman Legacy. So, I mean, tech, well, that's a lie. I was about to say technically everything's going to, you know, air after Legacy. But we do technically have the uh, the um, Creature Commandos that will be coming out. That is going to be an animated series, but it is the first DCU project, but not technically the first DCU hero because that's Blue Beetle. Um, so, yeah, the Creature Commandos will actually come out in 2024 with Superman Legacy coming out in 2025. And then that means we won't get Green Lanterns until after that. Um, but yeah, I would think that everything live action, the first live action thing, will be Superman Legacy. And then, of course, you would just assume everything else happens after that. Uh, and then the other unverified rumor that he has here is... Well, actually, no, these are all under unverified, to be honest. It's just the thing got thrown off here a bit. Uh, Lobo will be released near the end of Chapter 1 of the DCU. Momoa will star and produce... That one I could, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, that's all but confirmed, it feels like. Uh, We do have another topic that I'm just going to tie these together right now because he has it under verified news. Uh, Momoa goes on Jimmy Fallon about Aquaman 2 being his last movie, uh, and he quoted saying, this is the end of the DC universe, but there will always be a place for me at DC. I did see that interview, and yeah, it basically confirms that Aquaman is done after this really weird because he did also have that other interview where he was saying that like he will always be Aquaman and if they do Aquaman 3 like it's got to be like action-packed and stuff like that so you know maybe Jason Momoa just having to lie to kind of keep the secret but we know Lobo is his favorite like character and everything like that so if they gave him the opportunity to be Lobo definitely gonna be Lobo and I can see him producing it as well because he's probably gonna want to do uh he's gonna want to have a say so in that movie you know probably I don't, I don't know if he'll get creative control but he'll definitely want to be um something I, i'm just curious on what they're gonna do like momoa is crazy i'm pretty sure he'll be down to go full like prosthetics if they're gonna go prosthetics he's already a big guy so they probably just paint him white and let him be jason momoa so um i would say that is all but confirmed but it being near the end of chapter one totally makes sense uh, give him a good amount of time to separate between him and Aquaman. I can definitely see that. Next up, we have Chapter 2 list leaked. Uh, and this is, he just has a list of a bunch of different films. 
So we'll run these off. Wonder Woman film, uh, the Adam Hawkman slash Hawkwoman show, Teen Titans film, Etrigan film, Doctor Fate show, Plastic Man film, Doom Patrol film, which that would be interesting since we've already kind of seen the Doom Patrol show, uh, Deathstroke show, Deadshot film. Um, to be honest, I I don't even think James Gunn is even thinking about Chapter 2 right now because why would you think about Chapter 2 if Chapter 1 isn't even done yet? Now, this could possibly make sense if what James Gunn said about, you know, that possibly... We think it's 25 projects because they've announced 10 and he said that not even half have been announced. So I'm assuming there's 25 projects uh, in Chapter 1. This, you know, this could be just other films that are in what people think are chapter two. They could be the rest of chapter one. But some of these just seem very odd. But then again, I don't think anybody would have called for like Creature Commandos and like Paradise Island or whatever the hell, Paradise Lost, I think is what they're calling it. So who knows? I mean, you never know with James Gunn. He loves going very obscure. Out of this list, obviously, you would get a Wonder Woman film. Teen Titans, I mean... How are you? Is it gonna be like Robin, like Damien Robin? Because you're already gonna have Dick Grayson, so I just don't think Teen Titans is really gonna happen unless you're doing a Titans film where Dick Grayson's already Nightwing and we're getting flashbacks and there's like you know kid versions of all of those characters. I could see that. Um, Hawkman, Hawkgirl, Hawk, Hawkwoman, Hawkwoman. Sorry, I say wait, is Hawk? Is it Hawkwoman? I always thought it was Hawk Girl. Why is it Hawk Woman here? Uh, somebody correct me in the comments because I've, it's always been Hawk Girl, right? I could be wrong. Anyways, already cast. So that is plausible. Uh, Dr. Fate, Plastic Man, you know, stuff like that. Deathstroke Show, Deadshot Film. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if, I don't, I don't, if Deathstroke, I could see getting a show. That would make sense. Deadshot Film, I don't need villain films, okay? I think I've said this on the podcast before. I don't need villain films, don't really want them, um, because I, I don't want to be cheering for a bad guy. Now, I understand, like, Suicide Squad works, but it's usually the Suicide Squad is being controlled by a quote-unquote good uh, guy, or, you know, the government who's trying to do good or whatever, protect people. So the Suicide Squad makes sense and as a film, but all these villain films and stuff I think just don't work. It's why, well, I think also Sony is just a bad studio when it comes to making superhero movies. But it's also why I think a lot of Sony films are horrible because they're trying to make villains likable and interesting. So, yeah, I don't really need any uh, villain films personally. Um, but, yeah, that is a, uh, I'm not even going to say that's an interesting list, to be honest. Because you got to remember, like, Chapter 2 is going to have sequels, right? Like, there's got to be a Batman sequel. There's got to be a Superman sequel. I just don't think we're going to get all of these random films. I think a lot of these heroes are going to be in other films or other shows. Um, because that just seems like a lot of characters. So I wouldn't put a lot of stock. Well, obviously, all these unverified rumors you want to take with a grain of salt. But I don't think that any of this is really going to matter too much. Um only ones I'm really, I mean, I think an Etrigan film could be really cool, especially if you're getting the origin of Etrigan. I think he has a really cool story, and just seeing him turn into the demon and stuff might be really cool. 
Um, obviously, Wonder Woman, we need that. We're going to have a new Wonder Woman, you know, because there's no way they're recasting Gal Gadot, especially if you guys have been keeping up with what's going on in Hollywood right now. Anybody, well, I don't know. I feel like, you know, again, I think me and Clay have said this. We don't really have a, a dog in the fight when it comes to this political, like, you know, stuff when it comes to, like, the war and everything like that. We're just very, une un un but, uh, very uneducated um, about the whole subject, so there's not really anything for us to say, but when it comes to Hollywood, you know, there's reports of this propaganda film that Gal Gadot is showing to people in L.A. and New York, um, but then if you're on, and she seems very pro-Israel, but if you're on the opposite side, uh, staying like Free Palestine or something like that, you are getting fired and thrown out of your job. At least that's what it looks like from the outside. Again, we, I, I am very uneducated on the thing. I'm not keeping up with everything that's going on, but that's what it looks like. Anybody that supports one side is getting fired, and that's been like that. The Scream franchise basically just killed itself because of this they just lost their two female leads which is crazy and i've been seeing a lot of people being like uh how about those two female leads come to the dcu and they casted them as wonder woman and um oh my god who's uh uh raven and i was like they they said jenna ortega should be raven and i was like interesting um she does a really good wednesday wednesday adams so i'd be very intrigued if she was raven you can't get any worse than the Raven we had on the Teen Titans show. So, or the Titans show, I should say. So, I would be down with that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's two uh, popular actresses that just uh, got freed up from movie stuff. So, I don't know if WB cares about any of that stuff going on. Uh, and it, even if they don't care, maybe they would be interested in bringing about Gal. But at this point, I just think that... Um, they're just going to reboot the, the whole Justice League. I think it just feels like that now for sure. Um, and this just kind of makes it easy. You know, it makes it easier. Uh, the other thing that we did get that we've talked about on the podcast before, uh, and that is the possibility of a Korean Huntress project that could, uh, you know, Clay has it, a Korean project, a Korean Huntress project could be legit. Uh, he says Guns worked, uh, has a work history with the rumored director. Now, Again, I don't have the sources here. I believe this was DCEU leaks. Uh, I might actually have this text from Clay with the possible... Um, oh, my God. I would I would butcher this. We can exclusively report that... Uh, I think it's uh, Jung... Uh, I can't even... Gil? By, it, it, Jung by Hill Gil? I'm terrible with names. I'm sorry. Um is is uh, they wrote they made a, a film called the villainess uh is in talks to write and direct the project uh, apologies for the butchering of that name that i know i just did but uh yeah so apparently there's some rumored possible working together with him and gun and you know i'd be down with this here's the thing uh, I do not know um, the ethnicity, race of the woman from, um, oh my god, Guardians of the Galaxy that plays um, Mantis, but, you know, I, Gunn talks so highly of her, I'm curious if she could be Huntress. That could be kind of cool. I'd be down with this Korean Huntress film. Um, you know, I know DC, WB, actually a lot of studios you know, with the success of, uh, oh my God, I'm forgetting that Oscar award winning film that was like super huge. The director came, Parasite. 
uh, came out and said, like, yeah, if, like, Americans or Westerners would get, uh, would be okay with sub subtitles, like, you'd find out there's so many more amazing films out there, which I thought was a sweet burn. Um, but, you know, Squid Game, also very popular. The reality show just came out. Uh, I did make a video, by the way, just a cheap plug for the new channel. I did make a video about I was supposed to be a contestant on that show. Um, there's a lot of stuff. Anybody, I, I highly recommend going checking out the new channel. I put a lot of effort into the new stuff. Um, very story kind of based videos, very heavily edited videos. Go check that out if you want to. I will put the link in the description of this video for um, you know for people that are on YouTube. If you're listening to this on the audio version, uh, Juice from the Box V2, or just search Juice from the Box and it should pop up and. It's under the title Juice from the Box, so hopefully it'll pop up. But anyways, yeah, enough, enough about that. But yeah, uh, Squid Game. It, it's That was a very popular show, and I think everybody just wants to like branch out and start working with directors and actors and stuff like that from the Korean um, studios. So that should be pretty cool. So uh, I'm down to see that. I think we need an actual real Huntress film, not the crappy Huntress we got from The Birds of Prey. I think we need a better one. Although, to be fair... They did show the origin of Huntress, which was, you know, although it did seem kind of watered down, still kind of cool. Um, but I'd like to see a whole film just focused on her. I think that would be pretty cool. Uh, moving on to the verified news, though. We have uh, John uh, Pasadera will be casting, will be the casting director for most DC studio projects moving forward. No idea who that is. Um, again, I don't have the links to any of this stuff. I'm just repeating what Clay listed here. Uh, Superman Legacy casting was Skylar Gizondo? G I don't know. I, it, it gives me the vibe. It's G. Sondo, I believe is how you say it. I could be totally wrong. As Jimmy Olsen. Now, I saw people going crazy on Twitter about this because he looks like a Jimmy Olsen type character. Like, he has, like, legitimate freckles, I think, all over his cheeks and stuff. And it's, I don't think that's a movie prop. I think that's just genuinely how his face looks. And, you know, some of the best Jimmy Olsons have always been the, like, dorky, nerdy, like, freckly Jimmy Olsen. Like, I've always, that's what I envision. And so that casting, I think, is one of the most perfect castings for Superman. And, you know, you're just going to have this, like, hey, what's up, Superman? Kind of guy right next to the actor that is currently like trying, he's training to be Superman right now. That dude is bulking up. I saw like a gym photo. He's putting in work. So, like, we could have like a really solid cast going on there. James Gunn, you know, I trust in James Gunn when it comes to directing. So, I'm really excited for the Superman uh, castings that they've been doing. We also got Sarah Sam Sam Sampio. Sampaio. Um, again, I am terrible with names. I'm sorry. Uh, as Eve Tressmaker, Tressmaker? Um, I think that's how you pronounce that name. Again, terrible. But then the biggest one, which this has been rumored for a long time, Nicholas Holt as Lex Luthor. Now, we've made a lot of jokes about how Nicholas Holt has went after all of the big superheroes and has lost all of the big superhero roles. It did, I did get pointed out to me in Discord. Because I made a joke, I was like, dude can't get a superhero role, so he's going to be a villain. Somebody did point out uh, he was Beast. And you know what? Fair, fair. Completely forgot about Beast. Let's be real. I forget a lot about those X-Men movies. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so he is going to be Lex Luthor. Very interesting. 
It's going to be a very interesting. Um, it looks like we're going to get a young version of Lex Luthor, not the older version of Lex Luthor. So it should be cool. I- I'm interested to see how that dynamic's going to go. And, uh, yeah, there was also uh, Michael Rooker got, uh, there was a rumor going around that he was going to be Sam Lane, so Lois Lane's father, if I'm not mistaken here. And uh, apparently Gunn has denied that. I didn't see any of these rumors. I can't confirm any of this for you guys. Um, But, you know, this is under the verified news. I do trust where Clay gets his stuff from. So, uh, yeah, apparently that has been denied. I did see that rumor, though. Uh, I have not seen Gunn denying it. Uh, Then we have Kate Herron is on a short list of directors for Supergirl. Terrible with names. Don't know who that is. And then, of course, the Momoa on Jimmy Fallon. Uh, yeah, I saw that. I saw that thing. Um, I don't know if the writer strike. If I just never really cared about late night. I used to love Conan, but dude, I don't like coming back from the writer strike. I just do not care about late night interviews. I don't know what it is. I just don't care anymore. Although there was a really nice one because I know a lot of people have been shitting on the Marvels movies. You know, a lot of people get very incelly when it comes to female leads in superhero movies, which I think is just very idiotic. But, uh, and they're trying to trash that movie because, like, oh, it's the worst, you know, the factually, I believe it is the worst uh, Marvel movie that's, like, uh, box office-wise that has come out recently. But um, that the youngest actress in it has been handling interviews very well. She told, like, this really awesome story about Samuel L. Jackson, and um, it was, like, really cool. And she's been handling it awesome. She was like, yo, I just clocked in and clocked out. She was like, I don't worry about the box office. That's Bob Iger's job. And I was like, yo, she's cool. Uh, She's cool. I think, uh, you know, also, here's the thing. Here's the thing about the Marvels. I think a lot of people just don't like Brie Larson. And I think it's justified in certain aspects. I do think she came off a little harsh or unlikable in some interviews. And I think that's what people remember. And it's unfortunate uh, because that is like a stigma that a lot of women have to deal with. Like if you come on, uh, if you come off unlikable once, like you're branded that forever, which I do think is really stupid because like if we did that for like a lot of dudes, a lot of dudes would just be assholes. But it's also too like, you know, a lot of dudes, like people would be like, yeah, he's an asshole, but he's cool. Women don't really get that like benefit half of the time. There are some women that are like that that are fucking cool, but... Uh, for the most part, I feel like women are like, oh, she's a, she's a bitch. And it's just really stupid. But Brie Larson, I think, did make a few interviews during the whole Endgame area where, yeah, she made a lot of people not like her, which sucks. And I think she's been, um, you know, she seems like a pretty cool person in other interviews and other movies she's been in. But I do think that's why a lot where a lot of the hate comes from. Uh, I did see somebody tweet that, like, they should have just let the, the two new Marvels do all the interview stuff, and maybe the movie would have been a lot better. I don't know. This is stuff I just saw on Twitter. Uh, I haven't seen the movie. I don't keep up with the Marvel Universe anymore, but um, I just I just know that that one actress, um, I forget. I don't, I don't, again, I don't keep up with Marvel stuff, but the young actress that's in that movie uh, was killing in an interview. She seemed pretty awesome. Uh, but that is all we have for news. That's everything Clay wrote here. I just wanted to regurgitate all that. Um, again, I don't have the sources for this, but that's a, that's a lot of stuff. I just saw everything, and I was like, bro, um, you're crazy if you think I'm going to cover all of that. And we still did it. You know, i got to provide you guys with a podcast here. But let's move on to questions. Also, uh, 
I am going to be doing comic reviews. I just want to point out that we have seven books this week. I'm only going to cover three. We're going to cover the rest next week. Um, because the reason why is I didn't get to, again, the new channel sucked up all my freaking time. I was able to read three books before I was able to record this podcast. And so we will be covering other books that I don't get to from this week next week. Also gives time Clay to read everything if, uh, if he, you know, hadn't read everything. So yeah, that's just what's going to happen. But we're moving over to viewer questions, ladies and gentlemen. We got Eduardo de la Cruz, Batman. I am so grateful today. Alfred. Because it's Thanksgiving, Batman. No, it, November's almost over, and I'll be the one who I'll be the one who would win. Uh, Doomsday versus Omni Man, Wonder Woman versus Miss Marvel, Batman versus All for One. Okay, so I think like Doomsday and Omni Man, like this is the Superman versus you know a Doomsday debate, right? Like Superman should beat Doomsday uh, every time. Omni-Man and Doomsday, you know, Omni-Man has the the idea to kill. Like, he's going to go for the kill. You know, if you kind of say he is like Superman, then I'm going to kind of go Omni-Man. But I also feel like, you know, I feel like maybe we're disrespecting Darkseid a little bit. I think there's probably some Darkseid knowledge and lore that I don't know about that makes him, like, you know, he is a big bad in DC. I feel like a lot of people just remember the Omega Beams and stuff like that. And don't remember, like, the craziness of Darkseid. But I could be totally wrong. But just based off of Omni-Man being, like, a Superman copycat, I'm gonna go with Omni-Man there. Uh, Wonder Woman versus Miss Marvel. Now, here's the thing. I'm gonna go Wonder Woman, hands down, because I think Wonder Woman can beat people like Thor and other Avengers. I do not know enough about Miss Marvel to 100% make an argument here. So I'm just going to go with the biased Homer pick and go with Wonder Woman. But if you have a argument on why she would win over Wonder Woman, let me know in the comments. And as for Batman for All for One, uh, this is an anime question for those uh, people that don't know. Um, I would say that All for One would probably beat Batman. The problem here is if you don't know what's going on in My Hero, All for One is this being that can steal other people's quirks. And um, yeah, like he just, he's super OP. Like even the strongest people in My Hero have trouble against this guy. And so I don't even know if Batman could plan for him unless he saw every single quirk that you know all for one had and that's kind of hard because like some of the heroes in the in the manga and stuff in the show don't even know they're like what is that and they have to like plan for it so um yeah i don't know i don't know i i if i think if that would be a tough one all for one is pretty op um so i think i think i'm gonna go for all one all for one there to be honest uh we got jason todd who says what if DC decided to continue the DCEU, but in comic form, complete with Affleck and Cavill likeness? For example, a Man of Steel 2 limited series, an Aquaman 3 series, etc. Would it be more praised or criticized? Uh, I think it's going to get criticized if it's not written by Zack Snyder. So unless Zack Snyder's involved, I don't think anybody's going to care. Uh, because if you do look at some of those... You know, there's the spinoff from the Batman movie. There's the, you know, that tells more about what's going on with Riddler. 
Uh, there's been like, you know, there's been series that were supposed to be before The Flash, you know, talking about how he got his ring and stuff like that. You know, so there's all that kind of stuff. Nobody really cares about those series. I think the only way this DCEU continues happening would be um, if Zack Snyder was actually involved in it. And I don't know if DC even wants to touch that. So, yeah. Uh, this next question, I read this before I went on the podcast, and I'm sorry, Alexis. Uh, this comes from Alexis. says, I don't think Clay was here to answer this last, but... Which of these female writers would you like to see write a Batman run for the length of a Snyder or a King? Clay's not here, so uh, a bit unfortunate. But if I'm being, if I remember correctly, was Clay not here? Did I read this when Clay was not here? Uh, because I feel like we talked about this, but definitely not Teeny Howard. They say, uh, they list uh, a few of the uh, female writers here. And it's uh, Gail Simone, G. Willow Wilson, Teeny Howard, and uh, Kelly Sudaconic and Joelle Jones. Because, I, I don't know, I feel like Clay has praised Kelly Sudaconic's writing before. Uh, I would not want to see one of Joelle Jones unless Joelle was uh, writing, I mean, uh, drawing the book. Only thing that I would want to see. Uh, I read her Catwoman run. It was drawn beautifully. The storytelling was kind of weak, in my opinion. I can't say I've read a lot of Kelly Sudaconic stuff. Um, Teeny Howard, done with her. We will be, oh my god, we will be reviewing a Teeny Howard book later today, and I'm not happy about it. Uh, G. Willow Wilson let me down with her Wonder Woman run. Her Wonder Woman run was very lackluster and boring, and if I'm not mistaken, she even came out and said that she was not, it wasn't her best work, or she wasn't trying hard enough, or something along those lines. If I'm not mistaken... Um, G. Willow Wilson, I think, kind of commented on, like, people saying her Wonder Woman one. Because I think her Wonder Woman run was very, like, highly anticipated. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, it was a letdown to a lot of people, and I think she responded to that. But I would go Gail Simone. Out of this list, Gail Simone, uh, she killed it on Batgirl. I love some of the stories she's done in uh, the Harley Quinn, um, Black, White, and Redder. And I think she's, I think she's a fantastic writer. And I think... Um, I would definitely want to see her on Batman more. I would want to see what Gail Simone would do with a Batman run. Even if, like, I mean, of course, this question says, like, length of King or Snyder. Um, but, dude, I'd even take, like, six issues to 12 issues of Gail Simone on a Batman. I think that'd be kind of cool. Uh, moving on to the next question from Clay. What Batman News Weekly long-form video is most likely to happen? Promoting our channel in our own local comic shops... Um, yeah, I don't know about that one. Uh, how'd we write... Okay, how'd... Bleh, how we'd write the next Bat film, Batman film, Gone Wrong. Again, I don't... What is the Gone Wrong part? I'm always like, what? I don't get it. Uh, playing the Batman Minecraft DLC so you don't have to. Dressing as Joker at 3 a.m. to scare the fuck out of Clay. Now, the last one. Doing that video, I don't even think I would need to dress as the Joker... I think if I just showed up to Clay's place at 3 a.m., it would freak him out because he lives states away now. And that would just be crazy enough. Um, so, yeah, I think that would just be uh, on its own. Uh, playing the Batman DLC, I, you know what? The Batman Minecraft DLC, I don't think that video gets made, but it could probably be the gaming in, like, you know, accompanied with one of our podcasts. That might be something that can work. 
Also, what what happens in a in a, a Batman Minecraft DLC? Like, do you just have skins and somebody made Gotham in uh, Minecraft? Like, what is that all about? Somebody let me know in the in the comments. How do we write the next Batman film Gone Wrong? I I don't know the Gone Wrong part. Like, wh what goes wrong about it? You know what I mean? Like, I'm curious. Do we make the Batman again? Uh, so I don't know what would happen there. Uh, promoting our channel in our local comic shops. You know, we have one comic shop that would probably be cool with us promoting our podcast there. But other than that, I don't really know. Um, I don't know how we make a video out of it. You know what I mean? Like, that's when you come to doing a lot of these YouTube videos, you got to think about, like, what's the concept or what's the story behind it? Everybody, a lot of YouTubers will be like, you got to have a story. I don't think you need to have a story, but you do need to have a good concept. Because I think if something conceptually is cool or interesting, people will watch it. You don't need to tell a story on, like, how the concept was born or whatever. It just needs to be interesting. And, um, yeah, so, I don't know. There would have to be more to promoting our channel. Like, and I, I don't, yeah, I just don't know how that would work. But if I had to pick out any of these, I think, like, if it's a short, a short, but it wouldn't be a long form, um, would be dressing up a Joker and scaring Clay. But, you know, he's fine with the Joker, though. So it's that's the one clown that he's cool with. Uh, moving on to the next thing, uh, Nathan says, "What comic would you read solely based on the title? Batman stuck in the back rooms, Nightwing, New Jedi, Red Hood, New Sith, Teen Titans, Surviving Gotham Academy, Mighty Morphin Justice League." So if I'm not mistaken, the Justice League and the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers have already crossed over, so I don't really have interest in that. Um, Batman Stuck in the Backrooms, I've never played that game, and I, I, I'm trying to think, I don't know if it was a meme or whatever, but I feel like Backrooms had a different naughty intention back in the day, and so, depending on if we're talking about a video game, or if we're talking about, like, Batman doing some naughty shit, that would change my interest very differently, because I'd be like, yo, what Backrooms is he stuck in? Um... But as for the, the new Jedi, new Sith, I would be interested in those. But let's be real, Nightwing and Red Hood, like, those are, like, super safe picks when it comes to Jedi and Sith. Like, so I don't know how interesting those stories would be. Teen Titans Surviving Gotham Academy, I actually think would be super interesting because we don't really get to see the Teen Titans a lot in an actual school setting. And then you're putting them in Gotham, where, like, you know, it's just a different breed of people. So I think that might be really interesting. And I actually used to read Gotham Academy when it was, like, a... I think it was, like, a... What do they call it? Like, teenage... Like, it's geared towards teenagers. Uh, I used to read that. And it was decent. It was actually... It had some interesting stories in there. It followed two uh, female characters... And I believe, like, one was the, like, quiet, shy one, and the other one was more, like, the rebellious one, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. And Batman would show up, and, like, he would keep an eye on them or something like that. He, like, knew something was up. But it was a uh, an interesting story. And so, like, if you had that kind of stuff going on, like, if the Teen Titans had to go undercover to try to find somebody in Gotham, I would be curious on how they do, you know? I would like to see... You know, maybe some girls are hitting on um, on Beast Boy and, you know, Raven's all like, uh-uh, you know. I'd be curious, you know. So I, I think I would go with that. Uh, moving on to the last question we have here is uh, Moncre. Uh, I want to see Batman's no-kill rule be tested more. 
especially by fallen heroes. Which of these villains would you like to see Batman try to reason with slash rehabilitate? Light Yagami, Eren Yeager, um, Scar from uh, FMA, FMA, which is uh, Full Metal Alchemist, or Stain from My Hero Academia? So um, I saw this question and I was like, it, it made me really think about it. So uh, Light Yagami and Eren Yeager, I don't think you're going to... Uh, here's the thing. If you've seen these films, so spoilers, uh, oh, by the way, if, if you haven't seen freaking Death Note and it's been like 20 years or whatever, like, okay, spoiler, uh, I'm not going to say, like, yeah, that's on you for not knowing at this point. Uh, but Attack on Titan did just finish, so skip ahead like a minute after I say this because I am going to spoil something about the ending. All right, I gave you some time, uh, hopefully. Light Yagami and Eren at the end of both of their series kind of showed that they're like idiot cowards or like cowards are more like it. But the reason why they're so dangerous is because they they want something. They they definitely like they're fighting for something. And I think cowardice can be very, very powerful because Eren was scared of losing his friends. He wanted his friends to live long, happy lives and so he did everything he needed to do to make sure that happened because he was scared his friends wouldn't get to, you know, grow old. And so you see, if you've seen Attack on Titan, you see how dangerous he got. Uh, Light, I feel like, was scared of boredom. If I, It's been like 10 years since I've seen Death Note, so this could really be wrong here. But I think that, you know, he was, if I remember correctly, he was just bored with life. And then he got the death note and like his life got so much more interesting. And I think he was just, you know, you know, bored. And like he, you found this newfound power and he was like, yes, this is amazing. But at the very end, if I remember correctly, I think his name gets written in a death note and he's like terrified. Like he's like a coward at that point. And you just see like how these two characters that were amazing that seem unbeatable are just scared dudes. Like, and and I think that's uh, you know we've seen that we've heard stuff in history. I'm not gonna talk about history here, but there have been characters or very powerful men in this world that you know some people would say take took the cowardly way out at the end of it because they were scared to face their consequences. But they moved, like, they, they caused some of the craziest things in this world. So I think cowardice is very, very powerful. And I think a lot of those people, you, you can't reason with them. So I don't think Batman could, to bring this full circle, I don't think Batman can reason with either of those two characters. Now, I have not seen My Hero Academia. I mean, not My Hero. I have not seen Full Metal Alchemist. So, sorry. I know I know everybody's like, it's the greatest anime. I haven't seen it, okay? I haven't seen it. I haven't sat down. Uh, everybody says watch Brotherhood. I just haven't had time. Um, so, I cannot comment on Scar. I, can't, I don't have anything on that because I don't know the character. For Stain, though, Stain, I think, is the one character. And granted, I'm only going off my knowledge of the anime at the moment. I, I have not read past the anime. I've only seen the anime. And the last time I saw Stain, he did something kind of good. So I think he is the one that could be reasoned with or rehabilitated into maybe being an anti-hero, being a hero, whatever. Because uh, Stain seems to have some type of morals and goals. And I think Batman can work with that. Um, the other characters, I don't think he could. So... 
that's kind of what I got on that. And uh, yeah, we didn't have any questions in the Discord, so let's move over to reviews. Like I said, we had seven books this week. Uh, the seven books would have been uh, Nightwing 108, Justice Society of America number seven, Harley Quinn, Black, White, and Redder. Uh, we had also Catwoman 59. We had Batman Superman World's Finest 21. Also, uh, Batman Offworld. And I feel like uh, Wonder Woman is another one. And I think that is it. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yes, those are all seven books there. Well, the ones I was able to read were uh, Harley Quinn. Uh, Harley Quinn is like my new favorite just random book. Because uh, I think a majority of the short stories are just great. Like, they're they're different. They're, there's a variety of different Harley Quinn stories. And I think, you know, the art's been amazing in a lot of these stories. So I think this was really good. I read that. We'll be covering that today. Catwoman, ugh, 59. And, of course, honorary Tom King Wonder Woman book. We will be covering that. But let's start with Harley Quinn uh, and talk about these three stories. Uh, so the first story that was in this book, which was pretty cool was it was like it I got the vibe that we were in um what is that the series that I think fell off which was uh Dark Knights of Steel kind of that vibe and it was Harley was with Joker and Joker just got done doing like a set and nobody laughed and Harley Quinn kind of critiqued his performance and he knocked the shit out of her and um, she got knocked down, and she had, like, a, you know, old-timey guitar. I don't know if that's actually what it's called. It looks like a spoon. <laughs> you know, it's like a spoon guitar. Um, you know, she she got knocked down, and a woman picked her up, and it looks kind of like Ivy, So like, but, like, an older version of Ivy. And, um, yeah, like, I don't know, because she has, like, long red hair, and it's got, like, leaves and stuff in it. So it kind of gave me I Ivy vibes. Um, but she was like, here, put this on, you know, put this on the wound and uh, it'll heal up nicely. And she was like, you don't, and Harley's like, oh yeah, you just don't know him. Like he's actually a good guy. Like it, this happens just every once in a while when he gets, you know, upset and, you know, just kind of doing the whole like, you know, victim or like she's, what is it called? Um, you know, when they defend the, their abuser and stuff like that. I know there's proper terminology here, but she's essentially doing that. Um, and the lady's all like, you don't have to put up with men like that, and you don't need to make excuses for him, um, you know, he shouldn't be doing that kind of stuff, and she was like, that used to happen to me until we took care of it, and she was like, if you want to figure out how to get rid of somebody like that, visit me at night, or visit us at night, or whatever, and what ends up happening is Harley is curious about it. She does go at night. She's, like, caught up in all of these, like, branches and stuff. I think she's just trying to go through the woods to see what's going on. And we see this, you know, again, I think it's Poison Ivy type of character. She's doing, like, a seance. And they, like, set this tree, like, this bonfire ablaze. And they're doing, like, witchcraft, essentially. And they call out to this demon-looking character and all I can say is it's like Harley Quinn meets Pan's Labyrinth. If you've ever seen Pan's Labyrinth, how they have, like, very creepy, crazy creatures in it. Um, I, I love that film. It's one of my favorites. Uh, and, like, it, just imagine that, but a Harley Quinn type of, like, a goat man kind of thing. And it looked amazing. And this Harley Quinn type of character goes 
finds Joker essentially and kills all the men that have been abusing women. And I'm just like, yo. And they even say they're like, we know that this isn't going to be the end for us. Like, there's going to be a price to pay. And they talk about how this is how witchcraft, they're going to say we're witches because they called this, you know, demon character to come kill all these men. And so they're going to be hunted down. But, like, the one, they're going to be like, the one thing that they won't understand is, like, we don't fear them. And I thought that was kind of cool. So it's just, like, this different vibe of a Harley Quinn story. But, you know, it was just, like, old-timey, witchcrafty. But, like, there was this Harley Quinn character that came out of nowhere to kill people. And I thought that was kind of cool. And it's drawn beautifully. Um, I don't know who the artist and writer are. Let's see if I can find that real quick. Um, written by Matthias Lopez and uh, Bill Quest. Uh, Evanly, I believe that's the story. Um, and art by Bill Quest Evely. And I'm, again, butchering these names. I'm a terrible, terrible name person, but... Uh, yeah, this, um, that was a cool story. The next one was really fun. It was, uh, called Flight, written by Justin Halpern, Halpern, uh, and, uh, artist was, uh, Kath, Kathy, Kathy, Kath Lobo, um, and this was the, I thought it was the Suicide Squad at first, to be honest, because it's, like, Shark and Bane and Freeze and Harley and all these people are on a plane, and there's a lot of guards and Harley's like, hey, um, can I get the Wi-Fi password? Because I'm trying to watch that show, uh, The Lord of the R it's it, she says it in here. She was like, uh, I popped something pre-flight. So she's talking about like she took something like some drugs or whatever. And she's like, I'm kind of out of it. And I'm trying to stream that Lord of the Rings show. My friend said it's actually pretty horny. So, so Harley's just over here talking it up. The the security guard's like, shut the hell up, Quinn. And she's sitting next to Bane. Bane's reading a book. I think like a a lot of writers and people are starting to take on the fun personality of Bane from the Harley Quinn show. Like, they're trying to show Bane in a different light instead of this calculating, like, monster that can destroy people. They're showing him do other stuff, like, when he's around other characters, which I think is really intriguing. I think it adds to it. I absolutely love Bane in the Harley Quinn show. So, like, here he's, like, reading a book, and he's talking to Harley about pizza, and he's like, have you read the newest uh, pizza science? That is, uh, they showed, uh, they say to use more water in the baking process. And, like, it's just, like, stupid stuff like that. And, well, the whole book is essentially they're going to do a prison break on this plane. And Harley doesn't remember anything because, again, she said it at the start of the story that she took something. Well, apparently she killed a guard at the start of the plane ride. She hit his body in the toilet and took his taser. And Zaz is like, when I give you the signal, we're going to start this thing. And she didn't know what the hell he was talking about. And she also hit a bomb on the plane and, like, it's just this whole randomness of Harley doesn't know what's happening, but she's, like, the mastermind behind the plan. And, like, yeah, she starts, like, killing guards or whatever, or, like, knocking out guards, and everybody's trying to do this prison break. She throws a bomb at Zaz, and the plane starts going down. And, like, everybody's like, look, what's going on? And Harley's like, oh, do you think you can land in, like, Santa Monica? <laughs> or, like, just talking about random crap. And at the very end, it's like, oh, do you think it's possible to survive a plane crash from 30,000 feet? And it, that's just how the book ends. Like, it's just, like, randomly chaos on this plane and uh, Harley just being chill. Like, it's just a random story. I like it. It's cool. And, um, I mean, you assume they live, but I don't know how. Somebody was flying the plane. Uh, and then the last one is a story 
uh, by um, Spearmint. Story and art by Spearmint. Uh, one name, artist, writer. I haven't uh, seen that in a while. That's pretty cool. Uh, and this is all about social media. Like, uh, there was a cosplayer that was taking Harley's um, identity, essentially. So, like, somebody impersonating Harley, and she was going around stealing stuff, and people were saying she was a cosplayer. Yeah, because she went through a... There was a cosplay convention or a convention happening near one of her um, places she robbed. And everybody's like, oh, my God, is it Harley Quinn? And she just keeps doing this. And Harley's at home with Ivy. Like, why? who is this person taking all my credit? Like, I'm over here trying to do cool stuff, and she's over here taking all the likes. And uh, so she was like, we need to do something. And Ivy ends up capturing this woman. And uh, Harley's like, we got to do it on live stream. And we are like, hey. And she gets on. She's like, hey, I'm the real Harley Quinn, and this is an imposter. And she bashes her brain in she hits her with an like she was like this girl's like i was just doing it because it was so easy to do like i was just joking and uh, harley kills her and the crazy thing is there's this one point where she gets knocked down because she's she's streaming this live on a view tube as they call it in dc and so she knocks out this woman and like I, I assume she dies, you know. She got hit with a mallet in her head, and she's literally bleeding out of the ground. And she, she now granted, she does say, Ugh, so maybe she just took a hit to the head, and she's not dead. Uh, didn't mean to rhyme there. Uh, but Batman, and uh, now that I'm looking at this right now, there's this panel where Bat, uh, where Batman, because like there's also throughout this whole story, there's a bunch of comments. And the comments are like, is this real? They're like, oh my god, this is so staged, bro. If you've ever been online, if you've ever checked out a live stream, there's a lot of comments like that. The comments are just like fucking word vomit a lot of the times because people want to get noticed. People are saying this is staged, it's not real, yada yada. So it's a lot of those comments you would see on social media. And well, since Harley's live, uh, you know, she just, you know, beat this woman. Batman's in a panel. And there's a heartbeat in the background, so I'm assuming the the woman she hit is alive. That's probably her heartbeat. And Batman just says, oh, yeah, you're definitely getting banned. And, you know, they're just saying that Harley Quinn's going to get banned from social media because she's going to break TOS. And then the very last panel is all of these collages of people doing their own Harley Quinn bit. So there's, like, a cat that's killing somebody. There's a, like, this one literally says Harley snuff prank. And it's, like, somebody pretending to, like, beat up the, the girl again. There's, like, photos of the mallet, like, a shocked face heart. So, basically, doing what the internet does, they, they saw a trend, and everybody starts copying the trend and doing their own version of it. And Harley and uh, Ivy are, assume, like, they're a little roughed up on the couch because probably Batman, you know, kind of roughed them up a little bit. And Ivy's just like, so what did we learn about the internet? And, um, you know, she's... uh, Harley's just like, oh, buzz off. I can't believe we're the weirdos. Uh, Just calling out everybody copying her and stuff. So I thought that was funny. You know, Harley trying to, you know, kind of get her name back. But, like, you can't, you can never beat the internet. The internet's always going to one-up you some way. And so I thought that was an interesting little story. Um, So, yeah, that was Harley Quinn, uh, Black, White, and Redder. I thought that was a really good read. It's always just a fun book to read because it's quick most of the times, and it's three little stories. Usually you get one really good story out of those. Um, But moving on to the next book, it is 
Wonder Woman. Now, this book was really interesting. A lot of action in this book. It was Wonder Woman going to go meet um, Sergeant Steel, I believe. I always forget the dude's name. Uh, but the the guy, let's see. Um, yeah, Sergeant Steel. Uh, she's basically going straight to his office. She's like, hey, uh, where's his office? And they're like, look, we don't know. And the guy at the, the front desk, he was like, Oh no! I know this is a this building's a front for your real organization. Tell me where he is, and he's like, "Oh, Wonder Woman, uh, uh, you know, Office 32." And so she's making her way to Office 32, and so all the Wonder Woman parts in this are her going up to this guy's office. Of course, like you know, she does see some security in the elevator, beats his ass. Uh, there's other people trying to like meet her on the stairwell and stuff like that. She throws her tiara, beats all their asses, basically dominating everybody that tries to take her out. Um, but while this is happening, we also see the old guy. I don't know if we've gotten his name yet. They don't really say it in here. Um, but he's the guy that's telling the story to Trinity. Like, we saw that if you read the, we covered it on the store, on the podcast, the, um, story where Trinity had, you know, Superman, which was Damian Wayne and John, uh, Jonathan Kent, uh, were going through, uh, those trials or whatever, so she could go talk to this guy and learn about, like, her history or whatever. Um... That guy, the old dude, he's in here talking about how he's showing this military guy all of these classic, like, historical weapons that he has. He has, like, a musket, and I don't know if they're implying that this is the musket that killed Abraham Lincoln, um, because, like, they kind of do stuff like that. Like, I don't know what other musket would be very, or I don't know if it's like a, it's like a handgun, but, you know, it takes, like, musket bullets. I don't know proper terminology of any of that. But, uh, oh yeah, we actually, uh, that weapon you have there was used to kill President Lincoln. So there you go. So it's all these historical weapons. Um, so like that, the guy's like, whoa, this is crazy. Like I'm such a history buff. And so that's happening throughout the story. Like you're seeing these random different weapons and this guy has the power to own those things. And, uh, so as woman, as Wonder Woman's going up to, you know, level 32 or whatever, she's beating up a bunch of people with this one was crazy. I thought it was, I was like, damn, on the nose. So the the this guy pick the soldier picks up this baton and he's like, Oh, what is this baton? And um the the guy's like, Oh, that was used during the um the civil rights movement essentially. Because he was like, it was used in the sixties on the protesters and it was a police baton and you know, we we just like to use that or it was um Afterwards, the king employed it for more spankings. Um, I don't. Okay, look, I don't. I don't know what's going on here. So, like, I'm just gonna read this verbatim. I'm gonna let people think of this on his. Own. By the way, the soldier that uh, he's talking to is a black man. He's a black soldier, and so like, I don't. I don't know what what the imagery is going here for. But he says like, "Ha, huh, that's a piece um, from some protesters in the 1960s. A police baton." We were a prince back then, and I believe this guy is talking about his royalty because I think he's gone up through the ranks. He is like, our father acquired it as a gift from a Noel celebration. I don't know what that means. Afterwards, the king employed it for more spankings. He employed that. One of the few times he ever saw him genuinely smile. I'm thinking, okay, so I think the king here is the king in the story. But everybody knows the civil rights movement and everything, you know, Martin Luther King. If you're in America, you know that, you know what I mean? And um, I was just like, I was like, okay, you know, there was a lot of, like, police violence against protesters and stuff like that. 
depending on the kind of history you've read, I'm just going to say that the, the, the history you've read about Martin Luther King, there was some not-so-good things he did. And I'm just curious if that was a reference there, like if that's like a deep cut, um, or if it's just coincidence, which it might just be coincidence. But I was just all like, it did make me raise an eyebrow, and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> so I was like, that's kind of a interesting one there. Uh, but anyways, so again, the guy is, you know, kind of taking all of these different items and like, he's like, oh, do you want to see a really interesting piece of history that actually built this country? And the soldier's like, I would love to, but not if you have to go through any hassle. And he's like, no, no, not any hassle at all. And he brings out the... Uh, I believe this is the white lasso, or the maybe I don't know because like it, it looks white. Um, so I think this is the lasso of lies, or I don't know because wasn't one of lies truth, and I don't know if the other one was persuasion. I don't remember. Whatever the white one is, it's that one. And the guy's like, yeah, definitely. He, the old man's like, oh, we both have to touch this for it to like really work. And he's like, okay, or like you know to understand it. This guy's being tricked to use this. And this is the lasso that makes you believe stuff. So again, I don't know what... The, I forget the third lasso, but there was a lasso of lies. And this old man is telling this soldier, like, hey, um, when Wonder Woman beat your ass and everything like that, because she beat all your soldiers, this this guy was like, yeah, dude, we got beat up by Wonder Woman. You retreat and you just, you know, you fight another day to win a... Win a keep getting a paycheck. Like, that's what this soldier said. Like, he didn't... He wasn't mad that he got beat by a woman. He, I mean, he was like, that's Wonder Woman, dude. What do you expect? Like, he just took it on the chin and moved on, right? This old man gives him the rope and brainwashes him. Like, he uses the powers of the rope, and he's all like, yo, um, when you got beat up by Wonder Woman, it was actually emasculating, right? Like, after you got beat up, it was very, um, you didn't feel like a man anymore. And basically, m putting that in his brain, and, and this guy just repeating, he's like, oh yeah, I, I did feel m emasculated. And, man, it's unfortunate, I was reading that, I automatically felt like there's gonna be some dudes gonna be like, oh, oh, Tom King, oh, dude, Tom King over here, writing his freaking progressive propaganda, man, you know, like, everybody gets so upset about that shit. But, if I'm being real, there is a lot of dudes and a lot of men that have that mentality. You can't get mad at Tom King putting it in a story. There are so many men to this day that still get mad because, oh, I lost to a girl in something? Oh, this girl was stronger than me? Like, it's just a fucking idiotic thing to think, in my opinion. Um, I can understand it if people have some trauma for whatever. Like, that's totally fine. I don't know what your trauma would be, but everybody's trauma is different. But... The idea that people, men get upset just because women are stronger or can beat them in something is idiotic, in my opinion. And so, I don't know, I read that and I was like, oh my god, oh, let's see if people bitch about that online. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't just that, though. Like, it wasn't just like, oh, I'm gonna have this soldier pretend that he was emasculated by this. Again, he's being deceived, by the way. He didn't think that. Like, at first, he was like, oh, Wonder Woman beat my ass. That's what happened. So... But he is being, like, uh, tricked into thinking that. And the story progresses with that guy going home. He's still, his brain has been washed by this. He writes a note saying, like, Wonder Woman beating me made me feel like I wasn't a man anymore. And then he kills himself. 
So this is like they're providing propaganda to keep making the Amazons look terrible. So they, they, they brought this guy on because this guy was just a normal soldier. Like he wasn't some kind of like super high rank military man. He was just like a random dude because he even says he was like, I don't even know how they knew me. Like this royalty guy knew me and wanted to talk to me. So they use this guy as a pawn. And um, they use him to kill himself, to send a message, and to provide this propaganda. So pretty crazy stuff. I thought it was very interesting. Uh, then we do get Wonder Woman to get all the way to the top to where Steel's at. Uh, he does just keep screaming at her because she's all like, I want to know the evidence you got. I want to know what you have because she's saying that, you know, Steve Trevor told me you've gotten some evidence about the case, about this Amazon that killed, you know, 17 men or whatever. I want to know what you have. And he's like, I got an army. You can't just come in here. Like, I got an army. He just keeps screaming that he has an army over and over. And um, she's like, yeah, you got an army. I got it. I got an invisible jet. And they were, like, super high up on, you know, the 32nd floor. So the invisible jet shows up, and he's like, oh, crap. And so he ends up giving Wonder Woman, uh, you know, the information he has. So I thought that was kind of cool. And what we end up finding out from Wonder Woman and this might be the big reveal and kind of answers a lot of questions here is um, they, you know, they had his government guys go and search the, the murder where this Amazon killed all these men. And it turns out they found a different piece of blood that didn't belong to any of the men. And that's how they found out it was an Amazon. And this blood indicates that this Amazon is pregnant. So Trinity... From my knowledge, if, if, if we're thinking about this properly, Trinity is not Wonder Woman's kid. So, like, I was just like, yo. So, we might have a situation here where Wonder Woman is going to adopt this child. I'm assuming we're going to find out who, I believe the, the Amazon that killed people's name is Emily. It would just spell M-L-I. It just spelled differently. Um, so possibly pregnant and it's going to be trinity's because if you remember trinity's hair is like blondish and the the amazon at the start of the story was also blonde and a lot of people were wondering like oh man why is she blonde oh she probably got it from steve trevor you know because he has blonde hair so now it looks like trinity is not wonder woman's kid and that's really intriguing um, cause now we're going to have an adopted kid. Uh, that's at least where I'm going with it. Unless it's revealed later on that, you know, we could get, this is Tom King could be swerving us. And also it could be that maybe this guy is lying to Trinity. You know what I mean? Cause maybe Wonder Woman is, uh, maybe this is her kid, but you know, Tom King's trying to swerve us. I don't know. Either way intrigued with the story i'm like oh what so and i think that's all you want right you want something that's gonna keep you interested in the story to keep going to read the next one and um that was very very interesting now tom king is also writing a backup to this which this is the way you do backups ladies and gentlemen if you want to tell future stories or you want to tell a different character, but he's like part of your story, you do it in the backup of a main book. You don't write a secondary book a la Chip Zdarsky. You don't do any of that. You do the main things. Now, granted, 
Zdarsky, his book came before the current Batman run, so I don't want to shit on him too much. But, like, you don't do that. I, I've always been against, you know, having to take a big part of a story and find it in another book. I think that's just idiotic. You do it in the backups. Um, and to be fair, to be fair to Zdarsky, he did do that a lot in a few of his backups. Um, but I just don't like how the current story is being connected to, you know, that night book that he had. I think that's kind of annoying. Um, in this backup, we see baby Trinity. And, of course, who are the two big brothers that are taking care of her, which are Jonathan Kent and um, Damian Wayne. And Jonathan being Superman, which Damian's like, bro, you're not even Superman. You're like a super boy at best. And they're they're kind of going back and forth like brothers would. And he's like, I got to go save this dam. There's a lot of people. And they're like, he's like, dude, you're like the 10th best superhero right now. Like, they do not need you. And um, so he ends up leaving. So Damien's like, oh, I got to go, you know, protect Gotham because dad is out in space or whatever. And so um, he also teaches her a bad word. And she, uh, you know, he's like, oh, that's not a word you should use. And uh, I think it was really funny because, uh, you know, freaking I, I'll just call him Superboy. Superboy was all like, yo, I could probably save you and a bunch of other things, but I cannot save you from Diana uh, for after you taught her that word. And he's like, oh, let's not say that word, please. So I thought that was kind of funny. And so what's going to end up happening is uh, Damien's, of course, going to go out. She dresses up as, like, Little Robin, which I think is kind of cute here. So we have two Robins. She calls herself Wonder Robin. And, uh, yeah, they go out to fight some crime. And he's, like, teaching her lessons, which I think is kind of cool. He's like, Lesson 33 or whatever. And they go fight Croc. And he's like, yeah, let your, you know, you know, let the person that has a better knowledge of the situation handle it, yada, yada. And she ends up, you know, Damien looks like he's struggling a little bit. So she goes in there and she does like a super kick and like just knocks the hell out of Killer Croc. And she does the little like cute like finger touches. She's like, uh, can we go back? Can I sit in the front seat now? And so I think that's kind of cool. Freaking, they get back to the house. Superman's covered in mud. And he was like, yeah, that wasn't as easy as I thought it was. Damien talks about how they went on their own a little adventure. And they're kind of all just chatting and Trinity is, like, asleep on the couch in, like, Batman pajamas, which I think is kind of cute. Um, and it has all three of them sitting. This was, like, a big photo on, on Twitter if you didn't see it. But it's, like, there's a painting of the Trinity in Wayne Manor. And then it has, like, the new Trinity, which is going to be da- Damien, <coughs> Jonathan, and, um, and Trinity, essentially. So I think that's, like, cool. The generations there show up. And uh, it ends with, uh, you know, Damien saying a bad word again as he's talking to John. And in her sleep, she says the bad word. And they just kind of laugh it off. And that's kind of where it ends. Um, so I think this is really good that uh, Tom King's writing additional stories um, to progress Trinity. Because, you know, you don't need a Trinity series. Which, I, if I'm not mistaken, Trinity is getting a book in the future. So we probably are going to see more of her. Um but I think this is the way you progress the, the characters, right? Like, you can tell future stories in your already established book. And I think that's really cool. Tom King's really good at that. I wish more writers would adapt that, st- that style. All right, I had to get a little bit of water there. My voice is getting a little raspy when you got to do the podcast by yourself. But, okay, okay. Oh, all right. Last book we're going to talk about, ladies and gentlemen, is Catwoman 59. And I don't want to say I called this... But I fucking called this, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to... Teeny Howard goes full comic book 
in this story. First of all, Catwoman gets her purple suit back. I'm always down with purple Catwoman suit. It's kind of a little modern version. It is like the black suit mixed with the purple suit a bit because, I don't know, the, I think it's the way they draw it around her eyes doesn't make it seem like the old suit, but it is all purple with the long black, um, you know, uh, heels and stuff like that. So it's essentially the old purple suit. I don't know if she has the tail, though. I don't think she has the tail. Anyways, moving on. Um, uh, like, here's the thing. So let me just tell you the story. The, the whole concept of this book is that Catwoman is going to return the cat Valmont gave her. That weird-looking cat that, like, sparkled in the moonlight or whatever. That cat is going back to the original owner, which just so happened to be Valmont's ex-lover. And apparently is this crazy woman that has a lot of power and she does not, she doesn't, she's, she's known as the most betrayed woman in the world. And if you betray her or you don't follow her rules, she just kills you. So like all of her servants and everybody that works for her are people she trusts. And if you don't follow it, and they show it in this book, if you don't follow her exact rules, you get murdered instantly. There's a guy that went to the wine cellar and didn't close the door. And she was like, why is this wine cellar open? He's like, oh, he's just going to get you another bottle of wine. Instantly shot up by Uzis. Like, it was crazy. So uh, we also find out in this book that uh, Catwoman has these dangerous missions. Like, she's always had these missions that she's wanted to do that have piqued her interest. But she knows that they're so dangerous it would cost her her life. So she kind of just, like, kept them in a file. This could be... The USB that we saw at the end of it, which they do show the USB later on. I originally thought that she gave that to Batman because of the panel progression in that story. Uh, I think Clay might have corrected how the panels actually look. So I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. Um, and so like maybe she's the one that kept it. So now this little USB that she had is these like impossible missions that she wants to do. And we found out that she's able to do these life-or-death missions, ladies and gentlemen, because she has nine fucking lives. Um, I Okay, and it's even worse how she knows, guys. Okay, I just, like, oh, my God. I was reading this, and I was like, you have to be fucking shitting me. So when Selena fell, we saw how shittily she fell. Like, it just looks like she let go when she was trying to save Scandal Savage or whatever her name was. Uh, she fell down this, uh, you know, into the meteor area or whatever. And, well, apparently somebody picked a rock up off of her face. And she was like, yo, um, I feel like I died there. And the lady was like, yeah, that's kind of how it feels or whatever. And she was surrounded by cats. And she was like, she was all, what, you know, she's basically having this weird conversation. And the lady's like, oh, all cats have nine lives. And she was like, um, cats aren't immortal. And she was like, I was there. You know what I mean? And she was like, no, not immortal. Reborn. Um, reborn nine times. And so, like, Selena is like, you know, the lady, like, disappeared after she, like, was like, what? She's like, what's going on? And the lady disappeared and whatever. So kind of the vibe of, like, a dream state. Maybe, like, when Selena woke up from this death, um, she was just like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, that was weird. And she's talking to Eco because she's like, hey, I'm going to go do these crazy missions and I need a Catwoman. Can you do that for me? But when she's telling Eco 
about um, this crazy thing, she was like, so it might be true uh, that I have nine lives? She then takes her clothes off and reveals that she has nine scratches on the back of her, uh, on the on her back, that when she dies they glow, and I was like, oh my god, that is so stupid. So yeah, so Van, so Vandal Savage's new immortality thing or whatever has given Selena. A literal nine lives that she can keep track of because of the scratches on her back. And I was just like, and and they glow every time she dies. And I know this because as she goes on later, because she died once, right? So she already has one that's filled in. Like, so she has eight other scratches. And, um... What ends up happening, she goes to this area to go uh, return this cat to this lady. And, of course, that's when we find out that this was Vandal Savage's ex. And they were both very, like, whatever. Well, um, she's she's going up to this area and she gets electrocuted. And she, like, falls to her death or whatever. Or she catches herself or whatever. Every time she dies, you see the eyes of this cat. Like, this cat, like, god or something like that. And that indicates a death. And so, like, Selena fell, which is so weird because, like, it, what this story does, she gets electrocuted, right? And she falls, and she seems fine after that. What it, this is indicating is, like, dude, Catwoman, Batman, all of these people have been electrocuted before, and now, now this one, she just so happened to die. Like, they've been through crazy situations before, but now she just easily dies by a lot of these things. And I'm like, it's it's dumb, you know? Like, it's just really dumb because now it's like, oh, so now you're saying that when that's happened to other heroes, they should have been dead. Do they all have nine lives? You know what I mean? And it's just like really, I don't know, it's, it's a stupid story, plot point, whatever. Anyways, um, this woman uh, who, who Selena is fighting, I forget her name. It's like the Mistress of Swords or some shit like that. She had like a really cool name, actually. Uh, what did they call her? Let me see. She's... Okay, I don't freaking know what... I don't know where it's at. But anyways, oh, she's, um... San, uh, Our Lady of the Sword. Um, but then she also has, like, a Spanish name that I definitely don't want to butcher right now. But yeah, so, like, the Lady of the Sword. And so she's fighting this woman. This woman's supposed to be, like, fierce as hell. And she's like, I just want to talk to you or whatever. I, like, I want to tell you what Valmont told me. And um, she's all like, I don't need to know like his name or whatever. She's like, oh, then you should be happy. He betrayed me. And like, um, he's the only man I ever let live or whatever. And she's like, oh, then you should be happy to know that I killed him. And she's like, you killed him, you bitch. And so like, she's now mad that um, Selena killed Valmont. And so like, they're fighting or whatever. And Selena is actually like, this woman's handing Selena her ass for a bit. And Selena's getting stabbed and stuff. She's like, look, I just want to tell you what he told me. And, like, he was like, don't ever deliver this cat to this woman unless you want to die or whatever. And, um, you know, just trying to make up a reason why. Like, just trying to make, like, oh, yeah, this is a super dangerous mission. Don't ever go visit this woman. She shows the USB. So, like, we do see what the USB is. She's, like, showing the, like, there, there are files. 
um, of these super dangerous missions that she wants to go do. And she's like, oh, do you want me to take you back to your owner? And, well, Selena, it's funny because, like, obviously she gets stabbed in the heart. Like, that's what we're shown here. But the way it's drawn, she's getting stabbed, like, straight in the tit, which I think is just funny. Uh, but she gets stabbed in the heart. And uh, she, you see these cat eyes again. So, meaning she died again. And this woman is like, how are you not dead? And she's all like, um, she's like, don't worry about it. And she's like, oh, have you, did you notice your guards are not coming for you? And so Selena beats her and she arrests her. And she's like, why, why did you, like, I thought you wanted to talk to me. Why are the cops here or whatever? And Selena's basically like, she was like, I wanted to come after you um, because you're killing a bunch of innocent people. Like they're scared to live around you and all this kind of stuff. And you've taken so many lives. And this is the dumbest fucking part of this whole book, ladies and gentlemen. So this woman who has been killing people, Selena's like, you know, you've been killing innocents, yada, yada. She had Interpol come in. And remember how, like, Velmont was, like, low-key working with Interpol, but he was still being, like, super shady or whatever? So I don't know if this is who, like, they connected or whatever. Um, and she's like, I'm, I'm tired of you killing. So Selena, um, the lady's like, wait, Valmont didn't send you to me? She was like, he did. He thought we'd get along. What he didn't count on was how different he was from me. I can't love a killer. <sighs> Teeny Howard's character writing is so fucking trash. How long, ladies and gentlemen, how long did we put up with Selena questioning if she loved, or like she always loved Batman, but she was like, oh, I, I can't like this man. I can't, uh, it's exciting, but I can't, I can't enjoy this man because he's a killer. Like right at the start, like she knew he was a killer. She ends up fucking this guy and also, like, I'm in love with him or whatever. And she's like, I love two men. I have two lovers. And, like, yada, yada, yada. And now, flat out from freaking cat woman's mouth, I could never love a killer. Howard needs to get off this book immediately. She is a shit writer. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My conspiracy theory that Zadarsky and Howard and all of these people that are coming over from Marvel are coming over here to ruin the most popular books gets stronger every time I read one of these books. Because it's just, it's ridiculous. Like, I do not know how writers can forget what their characters have done. Like, genuinely. It, do they just write an issue and just forget? Like, I don't understand. And I just think it's so ridiculous that she said that. And also, by the way, uh, with this, like, nine lives crap, I, because I said this, I said that Howard's probably going to bring Valmont back into this somehow. We already got Valmont's girlfriend. I'm halfway there. Oh, I called the nine lives thing, by the way. I called the nine lives thing. Fucking dunzo. Um, like, so stupid. Uh, so, I don't, I, I don't know, guys, if Selena is going to find a way to revive Valmont. And that makes things okay with Bruce. Which I think they've already kind of been okay now, or they're fine now or whatever. But 
like if she brought back Valmont from the dead, that means she never killed him. So like, is Bruce, will Bruce love me now? I don't know what's going to happen here. I do think this is already a stupid story. Um, but yeah, Selena, at the very end of the book, you do get Selena in her underwear showing you that, uh, hey, you know those nine lives I have on my back? I lost two more. And she's like, how am I supposed to uh, do nine missions with only eight, uh, you know, eight lives or whatever? What did she say? She was like, nine missions, eight missions? I'll be lucky to complete half of those now uh, that I died twice today. So, yeah, she has five lives left to complete eight more missions or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. If this was an Elseworlds story, y'all, I would be down with it. Because I think the concept is interesting that she knows her lives. I just think that it doesn't belong in the main title. I think it's really stupid. Um, and, like, I don't know. I just, I think it's, she's out of Gotham again. Granted, I understand the concept because these like crazy missions are probably all around the world, but you could have done this story without the supernatural element. Like in all honesty, you could have had this become a near death experience for Catwoman, which I feel like she's probably had a million of those, so maybe it's not as strong. But there could have been something very different about this near death experience. Maybe she lost somebody important. Like you do that, right? Because I think when people do lose somebody important, it makes them reevaluate their life. And maybe Selena would have been like, look, I've done some bad things because she just did turn all of Gotham's, you know, criminals into high powered thieves. Like that's a pretty bad thing to do, in my opinion. Basically made uh, Bruce Wayne's job harder because I don't think all of those villains are going to stay like, oh, we don't cause any trouble. I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, so she just made them all stronger, training and everything. It makes Batman's uh, life a little bit harder. Uh, so that's something that's probably got to be eating away at her. And also, like, she's, you know, people probably died. People did die in her care, so that's got to be weighing it. Like, the, she could have just been like, all right, I got I to gotta repaint, repent for a lot of things I've done, so I'm going to go try to do some good by taking on these crazy missions. And every mission she does... She's getting, like, closer and closer to death. Like, she's almost dying in some of those missions. Like, you could have still wrote this story in a compelling way without having to introduce this whole... Like, I am now thinking... Guys, like, I, I'm genuinely thinking Gotham War was just written to have a stupid... To be used as a stupid element to give Catwoman these nine lives. Like... Because really think about it. How did it progress Batman's story at all? It didn't really do anything for the Zurin Ra story. Zurin Ra showed up like twice in that story. Didn't really do much. So I, I feel like this was made way more for Catwoman. And to progress whatever the fuck's happening with Red Hood and Joker... Like, maybe that's what ha I don't know. We, I mean, we kind of talked about it last week. The, the, the Gotham War story was kind of garbo. But this is just, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's Joker War, you know? Or how, like, everything was created to make Joker War in Tynan's run. I feel like Gotham War was just made to make up this weird element of this Catwoman story. I don't know. I think it's just dumb. Um, I would have been interested to hear Clay's opinion on it. Maybe Clay will say something next week, or maybe he'll type in the comments. I don't really know. But, yeah, that was Catwoman 59 um, I'm ready for a new writer 
to be on on this book. Um, bring back uh, Ram V. Bring, give me somebody new. You know what? Give me like um, uh, Cami Garcia on Catwoman. You know, I've been wanting her on Batman. I would love to see what she could do with Catwoman. Uh, give you know, give the the two boys that are doing Batman Beyond right now. Give them Catwoman. Give somebody new Catwoman. Some of the writers from Harley Quinn, I think, might be good. But yeah, I think Howard has had enough uh, run. Maybe like get her off the book. Like after this run, I think after this story arc, I think they should switch out. Also, I think you know Zdarsky should be off at one fifty. I think is coming up. Like that's when he should his swan song should be at that time too, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, that's it for the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you guys enjoyed this solo podcast. I hope I can keep these guys. You know, I hope y'all are entertained by just my voice um, enough. But uh, yeah, uh, you know, as I said, I've been spending the last month literally working on the new channel. So if you guys want to go see those videos, um, just to give you a rundown of what those videos are, I talked about how I was almost on the Squid Game Challenge, uh, which was a crazy video. Uh, I talk about the rise and fall. I have a video called The Rise and Fall of Juice from the Box. If you guys want to go watch that, that is basically my whole YouTube origin. Like, if you ever wanted to question, like, how I started, when I did this superhero stuff, how I failed at the superhero stuff because of, you know, I got, you know, people will say, like, oh, he started hating the shows or he become a hater of his fans or whatever. All of that is in that story. So if you just want to, like, want, you want to watch one of those videos, that would probably be the most interesting one. I put a lot of editing into that video, too. Um, I have another video about how I ch challenged Ludwig every day, which is this creator I follow. Um, I challenged him every day for a, an entire year. That was a crazy video. And then there's two other videos about the insane stuff I found on TikTok that is completely allowed, but you might find it on a spicy site, which I think is crazy. And then I talked about the time I got flashed in middle school. So a lot of content. A lot of I dropped five videos on that new channel. So if you want to go check it out, just search Juice from the Box. Um, it'll have like this AI photo that I have with a blue background. That is the icon. Um, the at, or you can just do youtube.com slash at juice from the box v2. That'll pop up and it'll go straight to the page. I did, if you follow me on Instagram or Twitter or anything like that, I've posted it there as well. So you guys can go find it there. But uh, that is going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. That is it. As always, I am Juice Wayne. And remember, Batman is awesome. Batman.